The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning, special Sunday edition of 1420 in the morning for this 26th day of November 2023. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great uh, podcasts and articles at the uh, website there. And everything got going from no credentials required. Rise the occasion craft brood sports and on and on it goes right there over at bellyupsports.com and thank you very much for all of you who listen to the 1420 sports bar podcast and all the subsidiaries and go to the, our uh, website the 1420 sports bar uh on a dot com on a daily basis check out all the articles that we've been working on the hard-working staff here at 1420 world headquarters we all appreciate it very much uh, for everything you guys do to us uh, i've been under the weather the last couple of days a little bug come up and grabbed me after we recorded on uh on uh, Thursday night, I was sitting upstairs. Things weren't feeling so well, and I was dizzy and everything. No, it wasn't the beer talking or anything else. I uh, still got a sinus headache and anything else going on. But uh, the, yeah, a little bug come up and grab me, so I haven't been able to do a whole bunch and get out there. So I thought I would. I thought I would come on and get a few things off my chest, a little news and notes per se of uh, the things going on in the weekend in sports. We talk about it all the time about how great American Thanksgiving is, not just for Americans and you guys celebrating with your friends and family and everything else, but it also is a great time for sports fans right across the globe because the, the way Americans do it, they do it right. Friday's football, it starts Thursday or Wednesday night, sorry, the way you guys uh, have your basketball games and hockey games going on with scheduling, and then it rolls in obviously to the uh, uh, NFL games on on uh, Thanksgiving Thursday into Friday with the hockey games once again, into college football, and then the rivalry games yesterday, which college football, Football. And then the Black Friday game, which I think was an absolute uh, joke of a football game. That Jets team's an absolute disaster. We'll get to that in half a second. And then in, into NFL today, and then lots of hockey games, everything else going on. So thank you very much for uh, the United States of America for where they scheduled that. I don't know if that's how their forefathers and the Pilgrims and the Indians or however it was all, whatever you guys believe and how it all came about. But thank you very much for the way you guys have transformed that, not just into a family holiday, but into a, uh, a holiday for sports fans right across this globe. Uh, let's get things going a little bit. Ohio State and Michigan are the only two teams with any relevancy whatsoever in the Big Ten. That game yesterday was fantastic. Uh, Ohio State tried, or Michigan tried to piss that one away in the final minutes and everything else. The way they uh, clock management probably should have went for the uh, the the first down uh, that last drive that they had, but they they were lucky to get the uh, the turnover to, to end the game. But it just goes to show that there's only two teams in that in that conference that matter. And anybody who says anything different, they're lying to themselves. The the, the Big Ten for years has been two teams. Yes, Penn State rolled in there in 2016, I think it was, when they faced my USC Trojans and they lost at the Rose Bowl to uh, uh, Sam Darnold, uh, the old... uh, the, the Marlboro man himself uh, in, at the Rose Bowl. Penn State had that game won. USC come back and win an instant classic. But ever since then, it's pretty much only been two teams. It's been two teams for a long, long time. Yes, the odd team 
jumps in there once in a while, but uh, it just goes to show uh, Coach Ryan Day is on the hot seat. He's lost seven games in his coaching tenure at uh, at Ohio State, and now he's got, might be on the outside looking in. Uh, he's got rumored to be type of part of the Texas A&M job. Yeah, it's money and everything else, but uh, there isn't any, many better jobs out there than being a Ohio State University uh, head coach because you're, you're going to win nine games and nine or ten games every year because of the uh, – the, uh, the lack of competition in that conference. Now he's going to lost seven games in his career, three in a row to Michigan State or to Michigan, and then he's out. And like speaking of Michigan or, or sorry, Michigan State, uh, they're supposed to be not a, a powerhouse, but a very good team in that conference. And they got blown out by a team, uh, by, by Penn State, who got blown out by Michigan. So that's kind of how it all rolls through the, uh, the the Big Ten. I know they're just kids, and I know uh, the parity can happen. But that that uh, conference is one is two teams and two teams only. It's been that way for a long time. And that's just one of those things that I'll believe till the day I die. The Big Ten's a joke. Maybe next year with some some of the Pac-12 Pac teams rolling over there. And the Pac-12, you know, a bit of due to the Pac-12, that was their last uh conference game yesterday yeah the pac 12 championship game is next weekend but that is it for the pac 12 and it it's uh recent or, or it's in current uh, incarnation so it's one of those things that's just going to happen it's uh one of those things with the way the dodo bird and years from now you'll be telling your grandkids and great grandkids about the old pac 12 or pac 8 how it used to be at the end of the pac 10 pac 12 but it's one of those things uh you look at that other game yesterday it was a, another uh i wouldn't say a classic but it was a really 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 great football game the auburn game the, the iron bowl auburn alabama and that uh the, the punt return the muff with uh i think there's three minutes left two minutes left. it doesn't doesn't much matter but the uh how the uh the the head coach uh hugh freeze didn't know who the who the uh, punt returner was not so much during the game i understand that during the game there's a situation where they got a lot going on they and they have coordinators to put guys on the field and everything else but how after after the game was done if for those who don't know make sure you guys go and watch what was going on with that situation there uh punt from alabama if uh, uh Basically, Auburn could have ran out the clock and won the Iron Bowl yesterday and upset Alabama and and dashed their their uh, their playoff uh, football college football playoff hopes got down the tubes. But uh, the fumble on the punt, guy slipped. I can't remember his name as much as you know what. I I'm not supposed to know his name, but Hugh Freeze is, and uh, he should have known at the press conference after the game, probably 10, 10, 12 minutes after the game, he should, probably should have known who the punt returner wasn't instead of who the punt returner was. Uh, kind of one of those situations, and at that point. You would think you would go to your coordinators in that game because you hear about these coaches who are supposed to be, I coach the coaches, I rule with an iron fist, I do this, I do that, I'm the head coach, I'm in charge of these teams, I, I, I tell kids what to do, I tell coaches what to do. In that situation, Hugh Freeze, you know what, you blew it, you didn't have the right personnel on the field and everything else, that one's on you. And the uh, I feel bad for that kid, absolutely, who slipped and fell and didn't catch the ball, cost his team the game, but you know what, this isn't on the kid as much as on the head coach because these head coaches go around like peacocks telling everybody how great they are all the time and that one that lost yesterday in that iron ball those fans in, in that stadium in, in auburn they were uh they were heartbroken to say the least and this one's on hugh freeze and hugh freeze alone uh let's move on to a team that i talked about uh just in the, in the opening there with the new york jets on that uh the black friday bowl i guess you want to call it out there on on amazon prime or whatever well, i don't even know who cares what it was on but it was on in canada here you have to subscribe to so that's that's a good thing but uh uh, that Jets team is absolutely abysmal. The Hail Mary pick six 
What an absolute embarrassment. I agree with the play call. Go for it. I understand. But have some sort of defensive scheme on the background if you're going to give it, give it up. And to have basically no uh, pushback whatsoever on that return, it was unbelievably gross how uh, everything was going one way, nothing going the other way. And that just showed the Jets season 100%. And uh, if... If uh, you got to laugh a little bit at uh, Tim Boyle on my ass uh, is a starting quarterback in this in the NFL, it goes to show how mediocre uh, quarterbacks are across this league. If he's one of the top 64 guys, because 32 times 2 is 64. If he's one of the top 64 guys in the National Football League or 65, I guess we'll give him 65 because uh, Aaron Rodgers is out because he'd be the third string guy. uh, Then there's something wrong with the quarterback position across the National Football League because he's not good enough. He's not nearly good enough. And if you watched on one of the um, the third down conversions during that game, the the, the camera panned over to uh, Zach the Milf Hunter uh, Wilson and the smirk that came across his face when the when they they didn't convert the third down and were forced to punt once again. Wilson had a smirk across his face like, okay, good enough. He he can't do it either with this team. It's not me. It's it's everybody. It's not just uh, you can't always blame the quarterback. So uh, Wilson he's getting his uh, he's getting his last laughs in there on with the Jets. He won't be back next year. They'll they'll find a way to get rid of him. I don't even know if they're going to welcome uh, like what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. That's uh that's up in the air for what's going to occur with that team because. Uh, they're just not very good and everything else. Um, another thing I want to touch on, on I think it was on Friday. Uh, this is more of a cheers to uh, anybody, but to this is an absolute cheers to Marc-Andre Fleury. Friday night for wearing his indigenous theme mask on Native uh, Native American Awareness Night. Uh, his wife's a Native American and everything else that goes along with that. And the NHL said, no, we're going to find you. You can't wear that mask. It doesn't go along with protocol and everything else across our our, uh, our standards and everything else in the National Hockey League. Fleury basically said, screw you. I'm going to wear this mask. I got it designed. It's for it's for the cause. It's for the night. Like He wasn't wearing it just on a Tuesday in, in February. It was on Native Awareness Night at the, at, uh, the XL Energy Center out there in Minnesota. Wild versus Avalanche, I think it was. And then he just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to wear it. People were speculating what he's just going to wear it in the warm-up or also wear it uh, during the uh, the game itself. Turns out he did both, and uh, he said, screw you and everything else. And then the, uh, the one of the native bands said, we, we will pay you. We will pay the fine if there is a fine. The NHL backtracked on it and said, well, you know, just don't do it again. Here's a slap on the wrist. How backwards is this? That since And this isn't a woke thing. This isn't. This is just bad uh, self-awareness of, of the National Hockey League of what's, what goes on around the world and not have anything going on outside. Their, their four walls and the ivory towers on Madison Avenue, like Gary Bettman making these rules up, all because of a few years back, uh, there was a few players who didn't want to wear the pride jerseys. This all stems from that, that, you know what, maybe we should just toe the company line. We'll have no political uh, political stances on anything. We'll just do this, and that's it. And that's uh, not the thing that should be happening. Uh, in my part of the world, there's a Native American history. There's a lot going on. There's a lot that, that have happened. A lot has come to light in the last few years. And a guy wearing a mask, if he can bring awareness to two or three people around the world and i'm not talking thousands i'm talking two or three people and find out what's going on and why this is why we're at the stage where where we're at right now and flurry was doing that like i said his wife is a native american and it's one of those situations where the nhl should shut their mouths and especially a guy like uh, mark andre fleury who's been an ambassador to this the, the, the game an ambassador to the league for a long long time always smiling, never ruffled any feathers and Flurry wanted to bring some awareness to what's going on around North America and around the world with Native Americans, Native Canadians, everything else. It was a it was a great look by Flurry and a really bad look by uh 
by the National Hockey League. I, I congratulate and I give a, a great big tip of the cap. We'll get another one of those here in half a second. I give a great big tip of the cap to Mark Andre Fleury and the Minnesota Wild for not uh, not not saying, hey, you can't do this because you know what? What's worse, a guy wearing a, uh, a Native uh Native American awareness mask or having uh, betting stickers all over their, their helmets. You tell me what's worse, National Hockey League. You tell me what's worse. You tell me what's going to uh, to to affect people more. Bet uh, 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 betting stickers all over kids' hat that would be will cause more addictions. That you're, you're, that you're that you're married to that you're married to National Hockey League. Don't say you are. Gretzky McDavid are on the, the MGM commercials all the time, and I think that's worse than any Native American awareness mask that you could possibly throw at anybody. So that this on you, National Hockey League, it's a bad look. It's a really bad look, and this betting thing that the NHL is pushing on it. It's every commercial. It's actually the worst sport of the bunch compared to all the other ones. It's it's absolutely crazy for those of you who don't who don't watch a lot of hockey or for, for American listeners when we it's, it's on hockey up here. It's unbelievable that it's on all, all over all over the place. I know we have some betting sponsors. We've kind of cur- curtailed away from them. I never, ever uh, push them anymore. It's just one of those things that uh, we here at headquarters decided to just stay away from a little bit. It got to be too much. It got to be a lot and uh, just wasn't worth our time or troubles. Um, last thing I want to touch on, not last thing, but one of the other things I want to touch on is uh, last night, I don't know who saw it. If you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check out our uh, our podcast on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast forum, go to our YouTube channel t- today and check out this hit. Uh, last night, it was uh, absolutely absolutely insane that this happened last night. Jacob Truba in the uh, second period of the uh, uh, Rangers-Bruins game. Truba slashed, uh, what was the guy's name? Trent Trent Frederick across the back of the head with this uh, errant stick. Got right in front of the referee. No penalty was called whatsoever. Nothing happened. Truba, I like Truba a lot. He's a rough and tumble player. Rangers captain. He's a great player. But it reminded me a little bit of the brochure uh, McSorley hit. It wasn't as vicious, obviously, but it was a lack of uh, control over a hockey stick. And you, you look at what happened McSorley. He got 23 games. He was never reinstated. He never got a chance to play National Hockey, Hockey League ever again. I'm not saying the two were the same, but what the, the, the difference is that if Truba's stick uh, hit uh, hit Frederick across the, the, the chicklets and he got cut for 25 stitches, lost a bunch of teeth and everything else right in front of the ref, I guarantee you there would have been a, a penalty on the play. There would, have, there would have been a suspension on the play, but because it hit him in the back of the head, nothing happened. Because you know what? The injury shouldn't, the injury didn't match the crime, or the crime doesn't match the time, I guess, right? So if it would have been a different kind of slash that Trouba laid across Frederick's face, he would have guaranteed got cut, would have guaranteed lost some teeth the whole bit. So the, the crime shouldn't match the time. That's not the way it should work. So the Department of Player Safety and Ash Hockley should be a little bit ashamed of themselves for not doing anything and not, maybe they will in the coming days and weeks ahead, there might be a bit of a, a pushback from the Bruins say, hey, what's going on here? Trouba's got to get more control of his stick. He's got to get more control of the situation there. And right in front of a referee, right in front of the cops and nothing to happen. It's a bad look for player safety because maybe it's only player safety if a superstar gets hurt. Like, really, who's Trent Frederick? I'd have never heard of the guy until until this morning or last night when I was watching it on TV, but I never heard of the guy before before last night. So one of those things, I can follow the Bruins, but it's one of those things. If it was if it was Sidney Crosby getting slashed in the back of the head, there would have been a different crime, guaranteed. There would have been, been a different uh, penalty. I guarantee you last night, if it was a superstar, like a hit in the back of the head, not Trent Frederick. True, it, it, it shouldn't be this or that and the Direct the uh, NHL player safety is supposed to be for every player. The the player association is supposed to be for every player, not just who they pick and choose. And and Truba's got to get a better handle on his stick and get a better hold, hold of the situation and take care of, of that. Because if it was one of his own players, Truba would have went bananas. And that's one thing I do like about Truba. He's out there for his teammates. Uh, let's slow things down here a little bit. And actually, one more. Uh, don't look now. 
but the 2014 Stanley Cup Finals might just happen again. The aforementioned New York Rangers, they're really good, and so are the LA Kings. The Kings are a really good hockey team. People have been saying it for a while now, but you look out for that Kings team. Uh, they might do some damage in the Western Conference. Everybody's kind of taking a little bit of a step back in the last the last week or so with uh, Vegas losing last night to uh, the Phoenix Coyotes, and and the uh, the Canucks are a bit, bit of a stumble right now, but that, that Kings team keeps rolling, and that Rangers team beating up on the Bruins yesterday, literally and figuratively, uh, 7-4 yesterday uh, at the Garden, so look out for those two teams moving forward, and now we're past the American Thanksgiving team, so now it's all going to see, you're going to see a lot more teams dropping out of the race and everything else, so those are the two best teams, I think, I'd say the forefront, for forefront runners right now to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. It'll be a lot of fun to to revisit that 2014 Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, and then the 1420, I usually do it after the uh, commercials and everything else, but a 1420 tip of the cap goes out to uh, Andy Moog. I had the uh, opportunity of going to a hockey school in Penticton, BC, the Okanagan Hockey School, Okanagan Goaltender School back in 1986. Yeah, it was 86 uh, during Expo 86 out there in Vancouver. I was out in Penticton. Uh, my brother was there and everything else. We uh, had the, and Andy Moog was one of the uh, the instructors out there and he was in the midst of a uh, playing for the Oilers and win the Stanley Cups and all and, and, and the like and he didn't he didn't, didn't need to be out there with the, the kids and everything else. Uh, I know we probably had a couple of bucks and bets in the whole thing but he didn't need to be out there with us snotting those kids i was uh 12 years old i think at the time and uh but he was out there and he was for our, for what i recall and everything else and uh he was one of my favorites after after that and he was a, a solid player he had that uh, brush cut haircut and the the vaughn equipment and everything else but it was brought up that he was uh, diagnosed with cancer earlier on the weekend i think it was on friday when that the news came out and you hate to, to hear about guy anybody you hate to hear about anybody getting cancer but yeah you think of an all-time great like andy moog and i you think if he would have uh, been able to win one one stanley cup by himself in out there in edmonton he would have uh, his career path might have taken a different uh, route but he was he was stuck behind uh, grant fury in edmonton and he moved on to the bruins and the bruins couldn't beat the oilers and on and on it goes so you, you a little tip of the cap to andy moog one of the i think he's a i think he's a hauler really good but he didn't get that one stanley cup he wasn't Get, able to get over the hump and he moved on to Dallas and he couldn't get uh, past the, the Oilers actually on that Todd, Todd Marchand breakaway after the great Curtis Joseph save you remember that 1997 playoff yeah, I think it was yeah 97 or 97 and then uh, he moved on to finish his career with the Montreal Canadiens but Andy Moog tip of the cap the 1420 tick, tip of the cap goes to Andy Moog and uh, the old thoughts and prayers are going out to uh, Andy Moog and hopefully can beat uh, that deadly disease of cancer that we for some reason we still can't get a, a handle on that's another story for other day that uh, a lot of money goes to the can or the cancer foundations around the world and for some reason we still can't uh, we still can't find a, a, a cure to that deadly disease but let's like i said let's start for another day but there, there, there's some thoughts and, and everything else thoughts and shots from uh, 14 20 in the morning special sunday edition make sure you guys like subscribe to our youtube channel spread this spread the word and everything else and go to our uh, our uh, facebook page like and share and everything else and uh, make sure you go to the 1420sportsbar.com and check out all our great articles everything 1420 related out there here's a word from our sponsor over there at SeatGeek give Santa and his elves a break from the grind this Christmas season and ask for tickets from SeatGeek SeatGeek has tickets for shows concerts and sporting events from around the globe and by using promo code 1420pod you will save $20 on tickets tickets make for great stocking stuffers and gifts so get go to SeatGeek.com or the Seat Geek app for all of your ticket needs this holiday season and use promo code 1420POD today for your Christmas ticket. 
There you go. Christmas is right around the corner. You guys are you guys are allowed to put your trees up now. You have the fourteen twenty blessing now. Uh, the uh, it's time that everything's behind you now. So put them up there. Black Friday's done. Get the trees up. Start celebrating the uh, the the most wonderful time of the year. I can't remember who, who penned that song, but uh, it's a great time of year. Went to the Fort McLeod Parade yesterday. Actually, it was a really good time. I went with mom, and there was there was actual reindeer there. It was like there was uh, five or six bands. Well, it was a really good time. Our little town uh, increased the population by about threefold yesterday. So it was. A lot of fun going out back to the homeland and watching the parade and everything else. Uh, a little under the weather, so I didn't get to participate as much as I would like to, but it should be. It was a good time. Was had by all out there in the great town of Fort McLeod, Alberta. A great little spot growing up. Anyways, let's get to her. On this day in 1968, O.J. Simpson of the USC Trojans won the Heisman Trophy after rushing for 1,709 yards and 22 touchdowns during his senior year with the USC Trojans. Simpson was then drafted first overall by the Buffalo Bills of the 1969 NFL uh, AFL Common Draft, but threatened the Bills that he was not going to play unless he was given a contract of five years at $650,000 total, that's one hundred and thirty grand per year. Uh, Bills owner Ralph Wilson agreed, and OJ's career was off to the races. Over his 11-year career, Simpson ran for 61 touchdowns, 11,236 yards, played six Pro Bowls, and was Player of the Year in 1973. Simpson was inducted to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1985. Of course, Simpson is much more famous for his involvement in the murder of Nicole Brown Simpson and her friend Ronald Goldman on June 12, 1994. The ensuing car chase through the streets of Los Angeles. The trial of the century. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. And it happened on October 3rd, 1995. O.J. Simpson was found not guilty of murdering uh, murdering his ex-wife. Uh, spoiler alert, everybody. He did it. I hate to break it to you, everybody. O.J. did it. There it is. You, hear it, you heard it here first at 1420 in the morning on this Sunday, the 26th of November, 2023. And Happy 38th birthday to Matt Carpenter, born on this day in 1985 in Galveston, Texas. Carpenter was drafted in the 13th round of the 2009 Major League Baseball draft by the St. Louis Cardinals in the 13th round out of, I said that twice, uh, out of Texas Christian University. Carpenter made his Major League Baseball debut on June 4, 2011 for Chicago Cubs at Bush Stadium in St. Louis, where he started third base and hit seventh in the lineup, going one for five with a double in the Cards' 5-4 victory over the Cubs. Cardinal would play in 11 seasons with the with the Cardinal or Carpenter would play 11 seasons with the Cardinals, playing in three All Star games and hit 155 home runs, 576 RBIs, a batting average of 262. In 2022, Carpenter signed a free agent deal with the Yankees, hit 15 home runs in only 47 games in an injury plague season. Last year, Carpenter played. Uh, played with the San Diego Padres and hit five home runs uh, in a, another injury plague season out there in San Diego. You wonder what kind of career he would have had uh, on and on with uh, with uh, everything else. He just kind of just can't keep healthy now. Getting to that age that he just can't keep her together. The mustache, greatest mustache in baseball, though. Eh? It's one of those things. But uh, happy birthday to Matt Carpenter. Uh, yeah, born on this day in 1985. Yeah, I said, I write these scripts. I don't, I, I got to proofread them sometimes before I, yeah, before I read them out there. Uh, or I'll give the producer shit. It's, it's me too. So I kind of do it all here at 1420 in the morning. Anyways, that's it. Dave and I, I'll be actually going to announce today that we're going to have a, uh, our 
this 14:20 in the morning is going to be every day at 7:30 Mountain Standard Time, uh, 6:30 Pacific. Uh, that's 9:30 uh, out on the East Coast. I understand you, you guys can't. You can always catch up on our uh, the YouTube channel uh, later on. So make sure you're subscribed. So every day, 7:30 a.m. We're going to uh, get this thing streamlined. Been been doing it for a year now, and we're gonna we kind of have a, all the bugs worked out except for obviously my writing. But that's one of those things. But anyways, that's it for today's show. So I catch us every morning at 7:30. AM Mountain Standard Time, 6.30 Pacific. Uh, check your local listings. And then uh, we got a lot of guests lined up for the next coming weeks, uh, leading us into the holiday season, and on it goes. So that's it for today's show. Back at it with Dave tomorrow night to do our uh, week whatever, week 13 uh, uh, review, 14-20 style. So it should be a lot of fun catching up with Dave again and see hear his thoughts on Michigan's big win. He's a Michigan fan. Michigan's big win yesterday in the game. They probably come up with a different name, just the game. But anyways, that's it for today's show. And remember, everybody, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.